Welcome to the Super Sleuth Podcast, presented by the Frostburg State University Children's Literature Center. Get ready to time travel with your hosts, Bill and Cameron, and use your detective skills to identify our mystery famous person. We'll give you 10 clues about our famous person, plus we'll give you the meanings of three vocabulary words related to our famous person. Using the 10 clues and three vocabulary words, can you identify our mystery famous person? Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes and will tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast. We're back. How are you doing, Cameron? I'm doing good. Yes, a little snow today. A little bit. It's not going to stop the podcast, is it? It's sure not. No, good. We're This is season four, episode seven. That's right, episode seven. Good. Let's talk about who we featured in episode six. Yes. And that happened to have been? Jane Goodall. That's right. And we used the book, Who is Jane Goodall, by Roberta Edwards, illustrated by Stephen Marcheski and Nancy Harrison. And let's talk about the vocabulary. Yep. The first vocabulary word was, well, it was a noun, and the definition was an act or habit, a power of seeing and noting, and the word was observations. Observations. The second vocabulary word we were looking for was also a noun, and definition of which is place where an animal or naturally lives or grows, and the word was habitat. And the last vocabulary word was an adjective. And it means plentiful, abundant, containing much matter. And that word is copious. Copious. Mm-hmm. Who was the superhero? The superhero from last time was none other than K- Kakashi. So if you guessed Kakashi, you got the answer correct. That's great. Okay, let's do the clues for this week. Are you ready, Mr. Cameron? I am ready. Oh, before we start, Cameron... Let's give a clue to this week's, just an audio. What is your favorite snack food? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Okay, that's that's a clue. Let's start. Are you ready? Yes. Number one. I was born into slavery at the end of the Civil War in Missouri. My mother's merry white slave owners were German immigrants and treated her kindly. My father, who lived on a neighboring farm, died from an accident soon after my birth. Clue number one. I was born into slavery at the end of the Civil War in Missouri. My mother's Mary's white slave owners were German immigrants and treated her kindly. My father, who lived on a neighboring farm, died from an accident soon after my birth. Clue number two. Several weeks after my birth, my mother and I were kidnapped by Confederate bushwhackers. I was the only one found. The slave owners, Moses and Susan, took my brother James and I into their home and raised us as their own children. Clue number two. Several weeks after my birth, my mother and I were kidnapped by Confederate bushwhackers. I was the only one found. 
The slave owners, Moses and Susan, took my brother James and I into their home and raised us as their own children. Clue number three. As a youngster, I didn't go to school, but Susan taught me to waste nothing, to sew, cook, and clean, while Moses taught me that everything we needed was available on the farm. Because I was feeble, I was excused from heavy work and took care of the plants, flowers, and feeding the animals. Clue number three. As a youngster, I didn't go to school, but Susan taught me to waste nothing, to sew, cook, and clean, while Moses taught me that everything we needed was available on the farm. But I was feeble. Because I was feeble, I was excused from heavy work and took care of the plants, flowers, and feeding the animals. Clue number four. One day a neighbor showed me the paintings in her home, and my love of art began. Having no money to buy supplies, I squeezed the juice from berries for paint and used a stick as a brush and rocks for a canvas. Clue number four. One day a neighbor showed me the paintings in her home, and my love of art began. Having no money to buy supplies, I squeezed the juice from berries for paint and used the stick as a brush and rocks for a canvas. Clue number five. I was curious about all the different kinds of plants, flowers, and animals and wanted to go to school. So one day, Jim and I walked 10 miles to the Diamond Grove School where we went to church. I was crushed when I was told the school was for white children only. Clue number five. I was curious about all different kinds of plants, flowers, and animals and wanted to go to school. So one day, Jim and I walked 10 miles to the Diamond Grove School where we went to church. I was crushed when I was told the school was for white children only. Clue number six. I didn't give up my dream of going to school. At age 13, I left home and hiked to Neosho, which had a school for black children. After a year or so, I kept chasing the dream, moving former times, often walking or riding a wagon between schools, seeking more education. On each stop, I stayed with black families who fed and clothed me in return for helping me helping with the chores, such as the laundry, cleaning the house, and cooking. I graduated high school in 1880. <laughs> Clue number six. I didn't give up on my dream of going to school. At age 13, I left home and hiked to Neosho, which had a school for black children. After a year or so, I kept chasing the dream, moving four more times, often walking or riding in a wagon between schools, seeking more education. On each stop, I stayed with black families who fed and clothed me in return for my helping with chores, such as the laundry, cleaning the house, and cooking. I graduated high school in 1880. Clue number seven. At the age of 20, I was thrilled to be accepted into Highland College. But when I arrived on campus, I was told that the school didn't accept non-whites. Next, I homesteaded for four years, only to find I couldn't make a living farming. So I moved to Minneapolis, Kansas, where I met Milo Hollins, 
who helped me attend Simpson College to study art and music. Clue number seven. At the age of 20, I was thrilled to be accepted into Highland College. But when I arrived on campus, I was told that the school didn't accept non-whites. Next, I homesteaded for four years only to find I couldn't make a living farming. So I moved to Minneapolis, Kansas, where I met the Millowlands, who helped me attend Simpson College to study art and music. Clue number eight. After one semester at Simpson, the art teacher who was impressed with my knowledge of horticulture suggested I transfer to Iowa State Agricultural School in Ames, Iowa. Here I studied chemistry, geology, botany, and zoology. In 1894, I became the first black person to graduate from Iowa State, who quickly hired me as an assistant in botany. I was the first black person to join the faculty. Clue number eight. After one semester at Simpson, the art teacher who was impressed with my knowledge of horticulture suggested I transfer to Iowa State Agricultural School in Ames, Iowa. Here I studied chemistry, geology, botany, and zoology. In 1894, I became the first black person to graduate from Iowa State who quickly hired me as an assistant in botany. I was the first black person to join the faculty. Clue number nine. In April 1896, I received a letter that changed my life. It was from Booker T. Washington, perhaps the most famous black man in America in the late 1800s. He offered me a job at Tuskegee University in Alabama to oversee the school's Department of Agriculture. I accepted a salary much less than what I was presently earning. Clue number nine. In April 1896, I received a letter that changed my life. It was from Booker T. Washington, perhaps the most famous black man in America in the late 1800s. He offered me a job at Tuskegee University in Alabama to oversee the school's Department of Agriculture. I accepted a salary much less than what than I was presently earning. Clue number 10. I arrived at Tuskegee in 1896 to find that the university had no rooms to store my plant collections or even a laboratory. But that was okay because I wanted my students to learn by touching and feeling nature and to think. So we built our own laboratory using old pots and pans, discarded boxes and strings from junkyards. Clue number 10. I arrived at Tuskegee in 1896 to find that the university had no rooms to store my plant collections or even a laboratory. But that was okay because I wanted my students to learn by touching and feeling nature and to think. So we built our own laboratory using old pots and pans, discarded box and strings from junkyards. Clue number 11. My work schedule started at 4 a.m. with a walk in the woods collecting samples of flowers, plants, and insects that I used as examples in teaching my five classes. I worked in my experimental station studying the soil, growing different crops like sweet potatoes, and studying fertilizers. 
I held monthly meetings for farmers to help them learn about better farming practices and organized a weekly Bible study class while continuing to paint and draw. Finally, I found, found time to write my adopted parents and the families I lived with on my journeys. Clue number 11. My work schedule started at 4 a.m. with a walk in the woods, collecting samples of flowers, plants, and insects that I use as examples in teaching my five classes. I worked in my experimental station, studying the soil, growing different crops like sweet potatoes, and studying fertilizers. I held monthly meetings for farmers to help them learn about better farming practices and organize a weekly Bible study class while continuing to paint and draw. Finally, I found time to write to my adoptive parents and the families I lived with on my journeys. Clue number 12. In 1916, I wrote How to Grow the Peanut and 105 Ways of Preparing for Human Consumption, which led to the peanut's popularity as a food. Simultaneously, I was honored by the Royal Society of Arts in London, who honors people in science and art who find practical solutions to problems. Who am I? Clue number 12. In 1916, I wrote How to Grow the Peanut and 105 Ways of Preparing It for Human Consumption, which led to the peanut's popularity as a food. Simultaneously, I was honored by the Royal Society of Arts in London, who honors people in science and art who find practical solutions to problems. Who am I? And now it's time for vocabulary. The first vocabulary word is a noun. And it means someone who attacks by surprise. The first vocabulary word is a noun, and it means someone who attacks by surprise. The second vocabulary word is also a noun, and we're looking for a word that means the study of plants. The second vocabulary word is also a noun, and it, it means the study of plants. Remember, all these vocabulary words are found in the clues. And now for the third, Cam. The third vocabulary word is also a noun, and it means using up a resource. The third vocabulary word is a noun, and it means using up a resource. And now we are ready for a superhero. It, you know what amazes me about all these podcasts that we've done? And Cameron has a shirt for all these different superheroes. So, Cam, let's hear it. So, I have done the superhero before, I'm pretty sure. So, some of you who didn't get it the first time, you have a second opportunity to get it. So, this superhero, um, a movie just came out about the superhero. And this movie made over a billion dollars in the movie theaters, which is pretty cool. This superhero has super strength, and the superhero shoots Webs and can climb on walls. Those are the clues. Those are the clues. If someone wants to get in touch with us, Cameron, how could they do that? If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message on SoundCloud, or you can also send us a message at FrostbergCLC, and that's all lowercase, at gmail.com. 
we would love to hear from you. So please send us a message telling us that you enjoy um, the podcast. And if you have any suggestions for who we could feature on our podcast, please send those in. Yes, we would love the suggestions. They would be just absolutely wonderful. We want to thank everyone for listening. And now, before we end, we're going to, if you listen very carefully, we're going to give you an auditory clue for the next episode. It's been fun, Super Sleuths. Now make sure to submit your answers to who you believe is our mystery famous person and the three vocabulary words. Also, be sure to look for future episodes of the Super Sleuth podcast on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our SoundCloud page. Please join Bill and Cameron again for more time traveling. And in the meantime, great job, Super Sleuths.